Welcome to the Learning About Dogs podcast with Kay Lawrence and Frances McCormack and introducing her new collie puppy, Nika. This series is going to be focusing on all those questions that arise when you try and survive that first year with a new puppy. And welcome back to our talk about living with puppies, learning about puppies, because they always have a lot to teach us. And I'd like to welcome Frances with her um, middle-aged middle-aged pup, I would think I'll call it. Not the baby pup anymore, but she's definitely heading towards learning that she might get bigger than she thought she would as a baby puppy. (laughs) And that takes a bit of learning. It takes a bit of learning. So, you know, we'll talk about that age four to five, six months old, when there's an awful lot of physiological changes, you know, is the sort of age where they would start to go out and about with the parent dogs. You know, they might be on the travel a bit more. They want to go out and about. They want to see what's beyond over there, where they're probably going to get into more trouble than they ever should. So how's it going at the moment? What, what's she teaching you? Oh, she's teaching me so much. Um, she's teaching me about her learning constantly. It's wonderful to see some of the changes in what she likes to play with and how she likes to play with them. Her understanding of things that we have set up inadvertently or not. Um, her her learning appetite is still huge. So she's still mm-hmm. a really voracious learner and really eager for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's also teaching us about how we're perhaps consistent or not so consistent with her so for instance one of the things she likes to do is leap up at the door handle when the door is being opened but if it's me going towards the door she'll do a very small hop and then very quickly wait for the stillness because I've been I've been practicing that with her you know the the stillness before opening the door so Uh just to see those those little bits of understanding of um, what in her world is is relevant to her and who it's relevant with I think is a really interesting thing and I think at this age they're learning a lot of um, sequences of stimulus you know so you walk to the door uh, do you open it with your left hand or your right hand right okay so you know she knows that you're going to stand a certain way which means you're going to open the door I would do things like um, I would stroke the door handle a lot and I might inspect the woodwork quite a bit and I might go to and fro the door for no particular purpose because this is the age where she's going to start to memorize um, chains of behaviors that you do and the outcomes that are relevant to her yep so I wouldn't say fake it but certainly touch a door handle and then maybe blow your nose or touch the door handle and then not open it yep so it doesn't become a straight on that approach, the raising of the hand, <gasps> bang, 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 because it, it, it can escalate extremely quickly and then it's so hard to undo it. Oh, you might you might stroke the door, you might clean the glass, you might look hmm. at him, you might fiddle with the lock. You're not quite sure. You're just going to be a dozy person that doesn't know what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like most of my week, <laughs> But what you're not going to do is, you know, open the door because you're jumping at it. Jump, 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 faster, faster, faster. No, I think I'll just just mess with the foot, you know, the paintwork here for a bit. And oh, people! <laughs> it's interesting you say that actually, because I've been putting her collar on 
quite a bit throughout the day mm -hmm. and every time she sits for her collar and the, her, not because I've asked her to it's just what she she does and her little feet are tapping with oh. excitement and her whole body's wiggling and she's so excited to have this collar on and she started heading towards the front door initially mm. but has changed that now so the collar goes on she still does the happy little feet she might go into the living room and jump up on the sofa because one of the things I've been doing is is you know the finger under the collar and stroking and all kinds of different things once the collar goes on sometimes you just put it on and and, and go away and do Francis stuff <laughs> and it, it's interesting to see how she is predicting those patterns as you say yes. Yes. I think, you know, this is the age where we can see them starting to become aroused by the events that they're particularly interested in. And that's probably all the things that you don't want them to become aroused about, like going for a walk, smashing the door, dinner's coming, leaping up and down, people are coming, you know, somebody's cut the grass, the bin men are going around the back, all these patterns of things in their lives, they're learning, oh, I know that, I remember that, that follows that, that follows that, and boah, there we go and do that. You know, so it's it's this is the time to be really sharp that you don't build up routines that you don't want to live with when they're fully grown keep it variable and what is the what's the purpose of that Kay, in in a dog's life as you say they're going out and about more with their parents what function does that new kind of behavior or that new understanding of the world serve well that's that's just learning that's that's just you know the age they are that they want to learn these patterns end up in that sort of success mm -hmm. yes when we start to you know waken up and you know uh, start sniffing around that will end up in um, learning our hunting skills how we do it what is likely to work what is not likely to work um, ways of doing it you know so it's all full of um, all their skills that they're developing their social skills uh, movement skills you know everything that's starting to feel so good to learn and learning itself it just gives them a, a major major buzz so oh yeah yeah teach me that yeah, show me how to do that you know it's like a possibly a seven-year-old child that wants to go into the workshop where you know dad is you know busy chopping stuff with sharp knives oh can you show me how to do that uh, uh no you're seven. Oh, okay so then they'll go back in the kitchen with grandma that's baking oh can i have a go at that you know and it's they just want to they want to try and learn everything because they don't know what's going to be useful what's not their minds are like that looks good i'll learn that yep so mm. but the only thing is i don't think they're particularly good at what i call cognitive um not conundrums but working out puzzles so things like putting behaviors on cue so say we've taught something like you know stand still for your collar and you, you want to call it collar yes um uh, i don't know what that means you know so I, I do find this age they're not particularly good at learning something like verbal cues so we might have taught something with an object or go to your crate you know because we're walking towards it or do you want to go outside because we're walking towards it but then when you give it the verbal cue without the backing stimulus they're like oh i don't get that you know so i've, I've often left verbal cues till about eight or nine months old and then they they really come in quite fast at that age whether it's just a auditory development or whether they don't connect what they hear so much to what they're doing but those sort of cognitive puzzles just one step too much just one step too much yeah. well that's a relief to hear because i'd noticed that with her oh. <laughs> and i thought mm, better take a step back and assess what i'm doing 
but it's it's really good to know that it's not just me yes, <laughs> in yes, a way yes. um whereas with the cup on a stick yesterday i thought we'll do some backing immediately she understood she showed understanding of what i was trying to do and yeah that's it let's do this let's go and it's great fun but verbal cues at the moment no Mm, although she does she does understand so it's an interesting one because she does understand words that are perhaps because we've already been using them words that predict certain rewards for her so she knows what sprinkles mean but that's but that's trying... not the same. In the words you've done, like a passive association with those yes. cues, follow something. That's not quite the same as learning to lie down on a hand signal or follow a cup going around a curve. And you now want to say the cup's no longer going to be there. You're going to now do it on a verbal cue. Uh, wow. You know, and it's sort of it, having taught a lot of dogs the transition between physical object stimulus and then wanting it to be without the objects go to verbal cues it's it's not a good age for it i, I just found there that none of them have sort of they've stood there like i don't understand this and you actually then question your own oh i'm doing it the right way is this, is this normal yes. um but you know it's a skill that i think develops at a certain age and i don't think this is it okay that's, so whether there's that some that is a relief you know, neuroscientific correlation of what happening in their brains at this time. But, you know, their brains are, are having to cope with so many things that I don't think we need to add our agenda to this too much. Um, I remember when the big male Gordon Kent was about 17 weeks and I used to do the um, measuring them, their growth rate with a little pencil mark on the door thing. And um, he grew an inch in a week. So, in other words, he was whatever height of 17 weeks and then 18 weeks he was an inch taller now from a sort of physiological point of view that's an awful lot of bone had to be grown which means an awful lot of food had to go in you know he couldn't eat fast enough he couldn't eat enough he was permanently hungry and then the minute he had eaten he needed to sleep and when he slept woe betide you if he he couldn't couldn't wake him up (laughs) it was like wherever he plonked for the end of the day five o'clock we're done you know, it was like, oh, God, he's sitting in my chair because I wasn't going to get him out. He would, You'd have to slide him off the chair and he'd end up sort of like liquid puppy and he'll just go back straight to sleep again wherever he was. It was just phenomenal, the amount of sleep and the depth of the sleep that he would, would give, which I suppose is the, um, you know, the brain doing all their sort of filing system and this, this was that and that was and the body doing all that busy, busy, busy stuff because it's growing so fast, so fast at this period. Wow. And that must be difficult for them to understand. It, it, their world must change, do you think, as a result of them changing physically? Oh, the yes. The environment yes, yes. must seem yes. different to them. Well, yes, because um, what they could do last month, they now can't get under the coffee table. They can't squeeze through that gap. They have to lower their head more. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the physiological changes mean that the world's got smaller. So they have to change their perceptive skills of where everything is relative to them i mean i have a <laughs> a puppy bed that's probably the size of a casserole dish you know a nice large casserole dish todd still likes to sleep in that at two years old and you can see him overspill it but it's his bed he likes it and he wants to get back in it you know the smaller zip because she's female she can curl up in it either but he was sleeping it this morning i said you silly bugger you know it's just like <laughs> so the things that they used to do 
and be able to do now their bodies often can't because they're too big this is the age where their feet at about 20 weeks are full grown so the feet are adult size but they've got no coordination and when you hear them if you've got a sort of a floor that's um you can hear their feet moving on it it sounds like they're beating a drum you know as opposed to a dog like walking down the corridor now you've got yeah because you can feel these big feet are going up and down like they're beating a drum because the muscle structure is not there to be able to plant a foot the leg does the stuff but that freaking great foot on the end just goes up in the air and comes down again bang 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 and i think we were videoing some cup on a stick stuff with todd at about five months old and i thought oh i can hear his feet i can hear his feet going on. you know so those sort of physical strengths are not there the coordination's not there what they used to be able to do they can't and that needs to be on our agenda for learning is learning how to do the things that they've already learned how to do but adapting them for this bigger body right so yeah. maybe they could easily sit at nine ten eleven weeks old yeah plonk your ass get it on the floor got it now 17 weeks old oh oh that's difficult no it, it doesn't do it that way anymore it sort of folds and collapses and no no it doesn't do that so just going through the physical moves that they could do and try not to lose them it is quite enough for you know focused learning yeah yeah not trying to do too much there teeth are changing and, and I, definitely yes yeah. and i i think there's a an element sorry to just go back to the the, the physical changes in the world getting smaller there's a, there's an element of you know this used to be my favorite place to sleep and now yeah. i can't fit in there yeah. anymore won't tiernan used to love to sleep under the coffee table and it was one of those coffee tables with a shelf underneath and when he was a puppy he'd fit in there perfectly fine yes. but as an adult he couldn't as he grew yes. he couldn't yes. get under there yes. anymore and i i felt so sorry for him yes the yes. first time he tried and couldn't manage it and we get the puppy crate out for the new puppy and the adult tries to get back in there again going oh i used to love living in there i can't get there anymore uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes there's things change it's you know i don't remember it myself but certainly things change for us a little slower but for them this is a fast growing age and it takes a lot of adjustment, you know, so they are, they, they have a, absolutely, they have a license to be excused for appearing to be not very bright because life's hard to try and adjust. So teeth are changing. So you'll often see under their eyes, they look like they've got bags, you know, and it's where the, the larger teeth are, are going to be slightly swollen. So it looks like she should have not quite circles under her eyes, but some of them definitely get their um you look at their eyes and you think oh that looks a bit sore there and then all the muscle structure of the face will affect the ears if they're going to be not um spaniel ears that if they're going to be standing up or changing shape um you'll often see german shepherd puppies that have um you know they're going to grow up and have prick ears at this age they fold over in the middle um, because they're starting to stand up but the skull has not widened enough to give the base for them to actually be balanced in the right positions so they'll flop around all over the place they will definitely flop oh around yeah she was cross-eared last week <laughs> <laughs> the inner ears were facing each other oh, and yes. slightly flopped over it's day to day there's changes there oh, bless her. Yeah. and the coat you know her um what she arrived with was basically puppy fur was undercoat so they've got the um the benefit of the warmth of the 
under undercoat the fluffiness of them and then the guard hairs will start to come through and they usually arrive from the base of the tail upwards so you see this little triangle just on about an inch down from the base of the tail on the tail and that's what their adult coat is going to look like and then you'll see it starts like a stripe going up the spine and you'll see the guard hairs start to come through which means it flattens and takes down the, the puppy fur underneath yeah so that's all changing that's all got to be grown yes, yes she all... started that already little <laughs> curls around the base of her tail there and her bloomers are coming in and i think they're going to be long um she's also got um she, she's got a kind of a tufty tummy so now the <laughs> fur on her belly is is coming down in tufts <laughs> lovely <laughs> So we've been getting used to the brush. Yes, yes. <laughs> we've been learning, well, learning that the brush is, is something pleasurable, thankfully. Well, I, I think we'll make that, um, yes, let's do that on the next podcast, is all the handling stuff that we should be doing at this age, mm. particularly at this age, because their body's changing. We need to get our hands on getting them familiar with it. We also need to be familiar with what's changing and how it's changing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so... Um, I think also because of the, I'm going to call it monumental differences that they're having to adjust to every time they wake up is a new day and it's different and they've grown again. Oh my goodness. Um, I would keep the, I would not look for too, too many stimulus to have to um, assimilate through this period. You know, I think we can easily overface them and expect them to learn too much too soon and have too many things going on. And this is often where, I mean, I know they like to talk about fear periods. I don't think it's a fear period. I think it's just a straight overwhelming of too many new things. Mm-hmm. You know, that 16-week-old puppy 30, 40 years ago was when we used to start to take them out because the vaccination wasn't complete until 16 weeks, particularly when Parvo first reared his head. So now we've got this pup that's, you know, having to adjust to all this stuff that they're growing. And do we want them to walk in a straight line on a lead down the street next to the lorry and that man standing in the middle of the road holding what looks like a lollipop? I'm just like, mm. oh, it's far too much, far too much too soon. Yeah, you know, we want to get them out in the world, make sure they see this, that and the other. And I think there can be, we can easily fall into the trap of having them overstimulated. Right. And they get so tired. what might a, a day or a week of learning then look like for a puppy at that age? Well, I think just just making sure that um, I would probably do outings maybe twice a week, maximum. Mm-hmm. You know, not every day. They haven't got to go everywhere. Or they might just go on car rides but not get out at the end of the day. You know, and maybe once or twice a week they would go to something that's um, a brand new event. You know, like a, a class or um, the local garden fete or, you know, just something that they've never seen before. But, you know, being introduced in such a way that they don't have to dive in at any deep ends. No deep ends. They just don't need it at this age. They've got so much to cope with just around the house. You know, so it's learning how to the same routines, but they feel different because they are different. They're not the same guy that they used to be. And this is sort of interesting. You know, this is the age where you're probably starting to think, we might fall out over this. <laughs> you know, oh, I don't want to come in yet. Yes, but it's raining and it's 11 o'clock at night. Yes, but I like sitting out here. There's things in the garden I want to watch. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
or they're coming in with something. Um, <laughs> Mabel used to like to um, bring in great tufts of earth. I don't know where she would get them from, but she'd have a mouthful of grass and earth and want to share it with me. Hey, shall we do a swap for a sausage? <laughs> And I'm like, what the, what the hell have you got? And it would be dripping mud all over the place. So, okay, let's go get a sausage. Well, let's take it outside. Bonk, and that would be down the floor. So, you know, there's a lot of sort of... You're starting to get the hint of what uh, the next phase is going to be like. And there might be a few... No, I don't want to do that anymore. In a way, they want to still be cuddled, but in a way, they don't. You know, they want to be the adult soon. Uh, but, you know, ten minutes later, oh, can I beat the puppy and you give me a cuddle again? <laughs> Oh, I'll miss those puppy cuddles. Um, but I suppose it's important at this stage then to have, to be prepared for those events like I don't want to come in from the garden and mm. to have management in place, I suppose, to protect the dog as they're starting to explore more and, and I suppose not having the safety skills to understand the consequences. Oh, no, I think this is the age you, you just have a, another book to read. So in other words, you know, oh, no, I'd like to stay in the garden. I'm not going to come in here. Okay, I'm going to shut the back door. See you later. And you go and read a book for 10 minutes. <laughs> and then you say, are you ready to come in yet? Uh, yes, I think so. It's cold out here. Yep, thank you very much. So this is not the age to look for arguments or try and make them. It's, it's the, you know, it's the age to go and sit down and, and read your book. Okay. <laughs> Any excuse. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Or have something else <laughs> to be good. busy with and go, sure, yeah, you can stay out there. Oh, okay. oh, okay, fine. Because, you know, in a way it's like, you know, part of them wants to, to find out what it's like to be on my own. No, I want to go and explore down here. And part of it will then be, but I don't want to be left out. I want you to come with me. Yes, and explore. I, I need to be my safety net, but I still want to explore and know that you're there. Mm, well, you know, then we've got to be a little bit careful about what we endorse in the way of let me go and explore which is where a lot of the pulling on a lead will actually start because they want to go down here and we're going to have a look at that. And you go, oh, OK, let's go and have a look at that. And you end up following the dog or following their inquisitiveness to the point where they are really just going wild to have a look at this. It's, it's like taking a teenager shopping with a gold credit card, um, you know, <laughs> or you with a gold credit card and they can buy anything they want. Every single shop will have to be gone into and looked at and checked. Oh, this, 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 and this, and this. Uh, you know, and you, this is where we have to go. Yeah, that's enough. Let's go home. No, nope, you can't have that. Right. But pick your arguments. <laughs> <laughs> and plenty of empathy for them too. It, it sounds. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the key. You know, none of us likes being fifteen years old. Oh, 14, yeah. 15 years old. Ghastly. And I, I remember, dear. You know. T-O-D-D is just by the side of me here. Um, I mean, he could pee for England at five months old. I've never seen anything like it. He would go four times in one hour. Again? Oh, too late. <sighs> and then we went backwards rather than come forwards. Um, and he is, this was now going into November, December. So it wasn't a question of having the door open and him helping himself to the garden. Bad time of year to come in with a summer-born puppy that now needs to pee for England because it's just the way his physiology is working. Because as an adult, two years old, he can go 12 hours now. I said, don't you want to go and have a pee? No, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right, he says, you know. And he'll go out and he'll have a look around. He doesn't even pee, comes back in again. I go, wow. Considering what he was like at about 20 weeks, 
Um, yes. I mean, I certainly had to throw that rug away. There was no toys about it because it was on the <laughs> way to the door and he very often didn't make it, you know, and you can only, yes, that needs to go. But, um, and they can also start getting a bit smelly at this age, especially the boys. They can start to smell a bit, not so much like puppies. Yes. So it's joys, joys coming in, but. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> so much to look forward to over the next few weeks <laughs> yeah and lots of empathy and, and don't expect too much and don't push them to learn too much you know they're they've got enough on their dinner plate as it is yeah. cool okay so we will have a look at some other things we could be doing in this period in our next podcast thank you very much again that was interesting and i am so not envious of you at all anymore <laughs> Thanks so much for your support and help as always. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We shall be following Nika's first year through the podcasts. If you would like to learn more, please have a wander around our website, learningaboutdogs.com. We have many, many articles and lots of courses uh, that you can explore. We also have Facebook pages, which is Kay Lawrence and Learning About Dogs. So if you have any questions on first year topics um, or anything else you'd like us to focus on, please use the Facebook pages and ask. See you next time.